Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of WW Granger Inc, ticker symbol GWW. We're looking at Granger today because they are a dividend king. Dividend kings are members of the S&P 500 who have consecutively increased their dividend payouts for each of the past 50 years. Granger has consecutively increased their dividend payouts for 51 years now. Currently, they're paying out a dividend yield that's only 1.15%, so that's slightly below the yield of an S&P 500 ETF. However, they've got a very sustainable track record of 51 years of supporting this dividend growth. We're looking at the business in part to determine whether they'll be able to sustain this going forward. Right now, Granger is trading for $588.06 per share. In sharp contrast to most of the rest of the market, Granger is actually up about 16% over the last year. Over five years, Granger is compounding at a rate of 21 1% annually. Over 10 years, they're compounding at a rate of just under 12% annually. And going back nearly 18 years prior to the global financial crisis, Granger is compounding at a rate of 13.5% annually. Keep in mind that their dividend payouts would be in addition to this overall yield. So right now, Granger is about $40 below their 52-week high. They're up more than $140 from their 52-week low. And just under 3% of the company's shares outstanding are currently sold short. Granger is a large business. They have a nearly $30 billion market cap. So for more background about the business, WW Granger distributes 1.5 million maintenance, repair, and operating products that are sourced from over 4,500 suppliers. The company serves around 5 million customers through its online and electronic purchase platforms, vending machines, catalog distribution, and network of over 300 global branches. In recent years, Granger has invested in its e-commerce capabilities, and it is the 11th largest e-retailer in North America. Granger serves small and mid-sized businesses, large corporate Corporations, government entities, and other institutions. WW Granger Inc. was founded in 1927 and is headquartered in Lake Forest, Illinois. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Granger based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still an evolving process. It will continue to improve and get better over time, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. Granger earns very high returns on capital. Over this period, they've never gotten below 26% returns on capital. And in fact, over their last 12 months, they've also earned about 39% returns on capital. Averaged out, Granger's earning just under 30% returns on capital. So that's more than twice as good as that 14% benchmark we were looking for. So this is a massive check to start off on metric number one. The reason we're looking for that 14% benchmark is twofold. The average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are captured here by return on capital. So by looking for 14%, we could potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. In the case of Granger, they're earning returns that are about four times better than that of average. Again, a massive check to start off on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of the business. So we're looking for revenue growth, net income growth, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So starting with their revenues, over this time, Granger has grown their revenues by about 42%. They've experienced pretty stable revenue growth throughout this period. Their earnings have more than doubled and their free cash flows are up just slightly. They're up about 12% over the last five years. Overall, Granger's business is growing. This is another check on metric number two. 
Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Granger on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. In our previous metric, we learned that their earnings are up more than double over this time frame. However, earnings are just the numerator in this earnings per share equation. So we also want to take a look at what the denominator has done, whether they've increased their shares outstanding or decreased those shares outstanding. For Granger, fortunately for shareholders, they've decreased their shares outstanding over this period. Granger has bought back about 12% of their shares, which again is fantastic for existing shareholders because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. So when a business buys back shares and decreases the amount of stock that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately going to increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if Granger were making a partial acquisition of itself over this time. So just like with any other acquisition, you'd want to do the work to understand whether Granger was getting more value for existing shareholders than the price that they were paying to buy back their shares. Regardless though, this is another check on metric number three, and we are a perfect three for three to start things off. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Their free cash flows were up slightly about 12% over this time, and they bought back 12% of their shares outstanding, which means that their free cash flows per share have actually grown pretty modestly and pretty well. Over their last 12 months, Granger has produced about $18 in cash flow per share. And so this is another check on metric number four. It's great to see that between their buybacks and their overall growth in their business, in addition to their strong average returns on capital, that we're experiencing this strong per share growth as well, because having strong per share growth coupled with this high average return on capital is really one of the ways that a company can compound its intrinsic value per share over a long period of time. Again, to recap where we are currently, we are perfect through our first four metrics, four checks and no X's for Granger. Here for metric number five, we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that Granger has produced over the last five years. Granger ended 2021 with about two and a half billion dollars worth of net debt. Currently, they brought this down just a little bit. Right now, they have about $2.4 billion worth of net debt. Over this time, summing up their free cash flows and all five of these fiscal years, Granger has produced about $4 billion worth of free cash flow. So comparing their debt load to their abilities to produce free cash flows, it looks like Granger is strongly cash flow generative and is able to support this modest debt load. This is another check on metric number five, as it doesn't look like the business is excessively levered. Their free cash flows have been pretty stable for most of these years, and they've managed to grow these overall. Over their last 12 months, Granger has brought in about $920 million worth of free cash flow. They'd be able to pay off all of their net debt with only about three years of their current free cash flows. Again, another check here on metric number five, and we're perfect through our first five metrics. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially give us another reason to be interested in Granger. So we're using their total enterprise value because it's going to take into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a picture of the economic reality of the business that's more similar to as if Granger were a private company. So Granger currently has a $32.3 billion total enterprise value, and we learned that over the last five years, they produced about $4 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that in an average year, Granger produces about $800 million worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $800 million of their average free cash flow by their $32.3 billion total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about two and a half percent. That's coming in both shy of the yield of the 10-year treasury 
and that's half of that 5% mark we're looking for. So on an average basis of their cash flows, this is an X coming in all the way at the end here on metric number six, as this doesn't look like this would be potentially offering us that adequate risk premium we'd ideally be seeking. To get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, over their last 12 months, we learned that Granger has produced $920 million worth of free cash flow. So when we divide that $920 million of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $32.3 billion total enterprise value, that gives us a 2.8% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. So again, coming in below the yield of the 10-year treasury and far below that 5% mark as well. These, so these selectic metrics are simple, but when combined together, they are very powerful. Just because this is an X here doesn't mean that you're going to toss out Granger in its entirety. It just looks like some of the high quality nature of the business that we learned about in some of these other metrics may be getting appropriately appreciated by the market currently. Then as a bonus, the main reason we're looking at Granger today is because they are a dividend king. Again, they've consecutively increased their dividends for each of the past 51 years. And right now they're paying out a modest dividend yield of only 1.1%. So here we're looking at Granger's dividend profile. So people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield or dividend track records. Instead, it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to determine whether or not that dividend is going to be potentially healthy and in good shape going forward. We want a business to be able to support their dividends with either their earnings or their cash flows, depending on the type of business. And so for Granger, we want their dividends to be well supported by their cash flows. That was the case in all five of these years. Granger has never paid out more than 50% of their cash flows as dividends in any of these years. And it looks like they have a large margin to be able to comfortably support a sustainably growing dividend. It would seem like Granger's abilities to keep increasing their dividend would be well supported into the future. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Granger, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Granger. A discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. Starting with their current free cash flows and projecting these out into the future using historical growth assumptions for how Granger has managed to grow their free cash flows dating back all the way to 1990, so more than 32 years worth of data here. So it's up to you to do your own homework to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and potentially applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for Granger over the next 20 years. Using a growth stage over the next 10 years where Granger grows their free cash flows at a rate of about 9.5% annually, then assuming a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, where that growth rate falls to only 6% annually. If we add in their tangible book value today, and we were ideally seeking a 10% rate of return, it looks like a fair value for Granger is around $347 per share. So that's significantly below where their current stock price is at. From today's valuations, it looks like you could reasonably expect only about a 4% rate of return going forward from Granger, again, using these same historical growth assumptions. Please keep in mind that this discount rate would also be including their dividend yield. So in reality, their stock price would likely only be appreciating by about 3% if these historical growth assumptions are accurate. There are a number of reasons why this is just an estimate and this wouldn't be giving us the economic reality of the business going forward. One of which is potentially pricing power of the company if they grow their free cash flows at a rate that's faster than this, which again just points to the need to dig in and learn more about the business. Please be aware that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about a summary for Granger. 
but we have to address something first. What are the key qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around a potential long or a potential short thesis for the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business, number one is that Granger operates a shareholder-friendly capital allocation strategy. It has increased its dividend for 51 consecutive years and has reduced its diluted average share count by nearly 45% over the last 20 years. Number two, as a large distributor with national scale and inventory management services, Granger is well positioned to take share from smaller regional and local distributors as customers consolidate their MRO spending. And number three, with a more sensible, transparent pricing model, Granger should continue to gain share with existing customers and win higher margin mid-sized accounts. Then for the key points around a potential short thesis for the company, number one is a growing concentration of large customers, which are more likely to negotiate prices, can be a headwind to gross margins. Number two, Granger is investing in its endless assortment business, which potentially goes head-to-head with each retailers like Amazon Business. And number three, Amazon Business could disrupt the industrial distribution industry, taking margin share and pressuring Granger's margins. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the long and the potential short thesis for the company. Now let's jump into our summary. So in summary, Granger checks the box on five out of six of our metrics. They're earning very high average returns on capital of nearly 30%. They've experienced growth across the board in their business, growing their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows over the last five years. They've also bought back 12% of their shares outstanding over this time. We also learned that relative to the cash flows the business is producing, it looks like they're using a reasonable amount of debt in their business and that they'd be potentially able to pay off all of that debt with only three years worth of their current free cash flows. Our only X today came all the way at the end of our analysis for Granger, where both on a current and an average basis, their free cash flows compared to their enterprise value were below the yield of the 10-year treasury and below the 5% benchmark we were looking for for any sort of adequate risk premium. Then looking at Granger's dividend profile, again, they're a dividend king. Granger seems like it's very easily able to sustain its dividend going forward, and they're seemingly producing very healthy and very stable amounts of free cash flow in order to do so. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Granger. If you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions, then it looks like from today's valuations, you could only reasonably expect about a 4% rate of return going forward from Granger. Again, 1% of this would be taken up by their dividend yield, so it seems reasonable that their stock price would only compound at a rate of 3% annually going forward. Again, there are a number of reasons why that might not be the case. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested.
As a value investor, you ultimately want to learn about a business as if you're going to own 100% of the company, and you can truly understand the essence of that business and understand what's important and what's not important for that company going forward. Through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Granger, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of WW Granger Inc., ticker symbol GWW. Again, we looked at the business today because they're a dividend king of 51 years. So this is another video of looking at dividend kings and dividend aristocrats. So I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. So if you enjoyed today's video, or if you learned something, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Granger with me and have a great day.